And so that's the whole like classic Halo ending where you get on the Warthog and you're driving around, there's explosions everywhere, and then you jump onto the ship. Um, a, a 90s epic. Super 90s, moment. super epic. <laughs> yeah, like just like like Michael Bay movie level explosions, just like pieces of the ring are flying everywhere, and then you like... The real question is, do you turn around and look at them at any point in time? Oh, you have no time to do that. Okay, you're too cool well, for that. Yeah, you know no, what they not, say. Not in Halo Three, cool guys <laughs> don't look at explosions. Yeah, it's just like this, and then like the super epic like score behind it, and you're like going the the whole game ends where you're like just going like down like a forty five degree angle, and there's like clearly a ramp at the end of it, just because. Welcome to the Crown Eden's Podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. Now, I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa? Yeah? Would you kindly tell me what today's topic is? <laughs> okay, I wondered why you asked what game I was going to start with, and now I understand. So, today's topic is what is the best twist ending that you've ever seen in a video game. And uh, I guess I'll start with Bioshock, which I do love. I do love the twists in Bioshock. I think that was one of my first, like, like playing that game, playing the story. I feel like that might be the first major twist that I actually remember, like, so yeah. vividly. I actually fully agree. So, like, the thing I think that was interesting about Bioshock is, that, you know, I've had games try to do the twist ending or something like that but i've i've never had one where i actually like sat there for a minute and i was like holy shit like i wasn't ready for that all right so in bioshock for those of you who don't mind being spoiled about it and haven't played the game uh you basically start the game um, as uh, the protagonist, it's a it's a first person shooter, so you don't really see him that much. But his name is Jack, and he is a passenger on a plane, and it goes down in the ocean. And basically, you make your way to a lighthouse that is the only thing that you can really see. And once you get in the lighthouse, you you take like an elevator down, and you are then in the infamous city of Rapture. <laughs> Essentially, as soon as you get there, you can tell that like shit has hit the fan here. Um, very spooky vibes from Rapture. Yeah, very spooky vibes. And uh, you basically get contacted by somebody called Atlas uh, via a radio. And Atlas requests that Jack helps him to stop Andrew Ryan, who is apparently behind all the shit storm that is happening in Rapture right now. There's there's splicers running around, there's little sisters, big daddies, and basically Atlas becomes your guide to through this city and he is, you know, basically appealing to you to actually help his family that he has said that Ryan has trapped in part of Rapture. Uh you actually see the part of Rapture that Ryan's family is apparently in explode uh ryan has a breakdown over the radio and you end up or not ryan sorry <laughs> so this is all atlas 
Um, but you basically are appealed by Atlas to go fetch down Ryan. Um, and as you make your way there, like, I honestly didn't have any clue what was coming. I didn't notice anything was off about Alice. I thought it was a little bit like, like, the most I kind of got from it was like, he kind of was intense, but like, he just lost his family. So most of it was written off as like emotional kind of distress, really, for me. Um, basically, as you're chasing down Andrew Ryan, you you kind of crawl through, and I can't remember exactly how this happens, but you crawl through like a tunnel at one point, and you you drop down into a room. And I remember this part vividly. And um, I should mention, the whole time you're in Rapture, you're basically having flashbacks, or like some sort of like memories keep like kind of coming back to you, and you're you're really confused as to what's happening. But then essentially you drop down in this room and there's a whole bunch of pictures like on the wall. Like I think there's some like newspaper clippings and that sort of thing. And written in very much blood is is are the words would you kindly. And I'm sure some people figured it out at this point. I didn't, I personally. Like I didn't figure out what was happening at that point, but I did, I was, I was kind of like. Oh shit, because you Atlas says that to you a lot. He says, Would you kindly go do this? Like every single and, time he asks you to do something, he'll be like, Would you kindly go open that door? Would you kindly find Ryan yeah. and murder him? Yeah, murder him. <laughs> and um then you're kind of sitting there, and I remember dropping into that room and being like, something something's about to happen. And I remember that was actually like I was scared shitless playing Bioshock at many points because it's not a game I should have been able to play. But I do remember dropping into that room and like pausing the game because I was so creeped out by the message. And it mm -hmm. wasn't even really necessarily the blood. It was the fact that like it felt like I should know something about this, right? And that was my experience. And anyway, you end up going to find Ryan. And Ryan explains to you that Atlas is not Atlas. Atlas is uh, Fontaine, uh, who you have actually learned about a bunch at this time. And basically, uh, you've been, your mind has been hijacked. Your brain, you're basically brainwashed so that Anytime somebody says, would you kindly, you cannot not do the thing. You have to complete the task. And um, basically, Ryan, because he's been, you're going to come there to kill him because you are literally going to do that no matter what, because uh, Alice has asked you to do this. He says, you know, a man chooses and a slave obeys. And then he asks you to, or specifically, he says, would you kindly kill him? the golf club that he's holding and you do and it is it was such a moment in that game i don't know how you guys reacted but i lost my mind i was like what the fuck just happened like i had no idea atlas wasn't gonna be atlas i had no idea that one that wasn't gonna be the end of the game because i was like very sure i had ended the game at that point um because i was going to kill andrew ryan that's what we were doing for the whole thing like it just felt so like so many layers got peeled back from this stupid freaking game. Yeah. And I don't know, like that was that was probably it one was of just... the biggest twists 
I've ever experienced in a game. It very much gave me the same thing that you said, where it was like, there have been twists before, but like this time I literally, like I paused the menu or like I pulled up the menu, I paused the game and I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what did I just do? And it was like extremely just, just mind blowing. Um, I remember actually talking to quite a few people and having had them like be at that point in the game where they would be like, oh, like I'm almost done the game. Like I'm going to go kill Ryan. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, mm. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. <laughs> I don't even know. You, you, you made me, basically made me play the game. I had never played Bioshock and you kept uh, like asking me to play the game, play the game, play the game. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mercy, like I'm almost done. Like. I'm about to go and I was like, Ryan's and life. I remember that actually. I remember that because you said I was almost done, and I was like, "What part are you at?" I feel like I said the and same I, thing. Like I, yeah, I also was I, like, "I'm almost." Pretty done. sure we were both in the room. We were both like, "Ah, what part are you at, though? Like, what? Like, how close are you?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to chase down Ryan. Like, we're like, I'm basically like gonna find Ryan. Like, I, I basically paused it because I don't want to have this big boss fight or something. It was something like that." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> have fun it was like yeah it's intense you should leave lots of time for that boss fight <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because you don't even play it out which was like also the surprise i think that played into it because i was expecting a fight yeah um i think well like the other thing too is like once you know that you're asleep the entire time there's so many things that happen in the game that are just like like playing it a second time you're really like oh this is there's so many layers here. Like, for instance, Jack literally has chains tattooed on his wrists. Yeah. So it's like, he's technically free. He's not chained up. But, like, he really isn't. Like. Yeah. And there's, like, that famous quote, like, a man chooses, a slave obeys. There's a um, lot of, there's a lot of, like, symbolism. And um, I know there is, uh, like, it, it, when we were looking up Easter eggs and stuff for other games, um, there's, like, a radio really early on. That once you, if you listen to it, you'll you'll hear it Fontaine speak, and it's it's Atlas, right? It's the same voice, and so a lot of people like if you if you listen to the radio, listen closely, like you'll put the pieces together, kind of thing. See, I love that too, though, because like part of the um, thing with the radios that were like you find around the map is I felt never felt like I could give them the full attention. <laughs> they maybe deserved because I was so like, oh my god, is there gonna be a splice around this corner? Like it was like very distracting at the same time. Um so I I definitely wouldn't have caught on, I don't think, even if I listened like super closely to all of them. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't listen to any of them, I don't think. Like I would get them and then like I think you like had to hit another button to listen to them or something, and I just never did. Of course you didn't. That's yeah, that's I'm, a very that's a very sacko way to play. A I game. I collected a lot of them. I don't I just don't think I listened. To them. <laughs> well, we all love the Bioshock twist ending. Um, and that being said, Sacco, would you kindly tell me one of your <laughs> favorite twist endings? Um, so again, researching like I knew like, Halo had Halo Three had like a another twist ending. Um, at least I thought it was a twist ending, and then like. When in in like researching for this episode, there was a lot of people mentioned Halo One as well. Um, so I'll talk about both. So Halo One, what they were mentioning was basically you play the whole game, thinking that the 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 so okay, little backstory. 
Halo is about a ring, planet, a bunch of ring planets that were built by ancient an ancient civilization. Um, you figure out that these rings are actually weapons. Um, and so your whole plan is you're gonna get to the control room of this ring and use it to defeat the Covenant alien race that's coming to destroy Earth. You get to the control room and you find out that the ring is actually it it is a weapon, but it's also a prison for the flood, which is kind of like a zombie parasite race thing. Where like they'll just basically any dead uh sentient being, um they can like in, they can set like put a parasite inside it to bring it back to life and become part of the flood. Um, and so that was a bit of a twist ending because it was like you're fighting, you're fighting your way all the way to the, the control room to destroy the aliens, and then all of a sudden you get there like, oh shit, you accidentally released the flood. Essentially, is what happens. Oh, and now you have to fight the flood the whole time. That's unfortunate. It's an yes. unfortunate turn of events. So that's that's the kind of twist ending for Halo One, and then the twist ending for Halo Three is you are again on another ring planet. Um, and you're going all the way to the control room and you actually have, um, I think they're, I think they're called guardians, but basically there's like a guardian following you. It's just like a little floating robot. This one is called guilty spark. Um, he is like kind of leading you all the way to the control room, uh, for the ring. And then once you get there, your whole plan is to destroy the ring. That's your whole plan. This whole game is you get, get to the ring because the covenant want to use the ring to destroy a human. I don't know if it's Earth specifically, but it's like a human planet. And so you get to the control room, and Guilty Spark's with you, and then you go to destroy it, and Guilty Spark betrays you because his whole reason for existing is to defend the ring. Mm. And so he he turns on you. You have to destroy him, and then you you like start the self destruct for the ring, and then the ending is you getting the hell out of there before the ring explodes. And so that's the whole like classic Halo ending where you get on the Warthog and you're driving around, there's explosions everywhere, and then you jump onto the ship. Um a, a 90s epic. Super 90s, moment. super epic. <laughs> yeah, like just like like Michael Bay movie level explosions, just like pieces of the ring are flying everywhere, and then you like The real question is do you turn around and look at them at any point in time? Oh, you have no time to do that. Okay, you're too cool for that. Yeah, you know what they say. Not in Halo Three. Cool guys (laughs) don't look at explosions. Yeah, it's just like this, and like the super epic like score behind it, and you're like going the the whole game ends where you're like just going like down like a forty five degree angle, and there's like clearly a ramp at the end of it, just because they needed a ramp to get you into the the ship, and you're just going, going, going. The the music getting more intense, then you get near the bottom, and then it cuts, and it's cutscene, and you go off the ramp, and you like land in the ship and then the ring explodes and you fly away. And yeah, so those are like the two twist endings from Halo that I could think of off the bat. I'm always shocked when you talk about Halo because it makes me want to play Halo for the story. (laughs) And like before I knew you, I didn't think Halo had a story because again, and I'm going to tell the story just a million times, but like I played Halo 2 and I skipped all the cutscenes, and I was like, "Cool, I'm shooting aliens." And then sometimes it was an alien <laughs> shooting aliens, and like that was weird. And then like I don't know, there was some big thing at the end that I didn't understand because it kept skipped all the cutscenes. Um, 
but that was my experience playing Halo. And then you talk about it and you're like, yeah, there's this twist ending. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm pretty <laughs> sure you just shoot <laughs> aliens the entire time. It's like, yeah, but the thing is, then the alien you're shooting, he's your friend now, right? Oh, yeah, right. Super yeah. twist ending. Yeah, I um, don't know. It just got mad at me for trying to shoot certain aliens. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> the biggest twist for me is just the fact that Marissa skips a cutscene. Because, like, every single thing that, like, you love about video games, like, if you ask me to describe your perfect video game, the cutscenes are longer than the gameplay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you I want know, 15 want hours movie... of backstory yeah, for your fight. I want a movie where I make this, the choices. Like, that's how I play, that's, that's how I play any Bioware game, really. Like, yeah. I'm like, I actually, like, 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 people make jokes because... There's lots of people who play Bioware games like that, and then they're like, "Yeah, no, it's not. Bioware doesn't make games. They just they just make they make really long. They make interactive that I get movies. to control or the best one yet, which really has nothing to do with what you just said, but it is. Uh, Bioware doesn't make games. They make dating sims, oh, <laughs> which yeah. I think is like funny because like that is that is kind it's of kind what of it's going. a lot of like kind of what people play it for sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I um. It's the only game I've ever skipped the cutscene through. Like, you know me. I get mad when you guys skip the cutscene in, like, Call of Duty Zombies. I'm like, yeah. I wanted to watch that two-minute <laughs> intro where where uh, Takeo and uh, all of them are, are jumping out of a plane and they're landing in Grodd Crovey. Like, and you're like, okay. It's like we've watched it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah but zombies like to the... kill in places to see. Yeah, it's like we were trying to do an Easter egg, Marissa. Like, let's, <laughs> let's chill out. We know the story. The thin story that brought us here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've said one. Uh, Sacco said one. Matt, I think it's I think it's your turn. I'm honestly disappointed you didn't say would you kindly. I'm, 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 like I I had a whole thing going. I was waiting for you to say it. You didn't. That's my second twist. My first twist was the fact that you skipped a cutscene. My second twist is that you missed an opportunity to say would you kindly. The real, the real <laughs> twist was Marissa all uh, along. Um. So so I I have two games that I really want to talk about. The first one um classic classic game uh infamous uh it was one of those first like choice based games that i played i was like you could be evil or you could be good what's it gonna be uh and the way the game ends is uh you're fa you're facing like the bad guy uh and then he he basically tells you like the, it's like that final last choice where like you played the entire game as a villain or you play the entire game as a hero and like the last second they're like you could switch um and it's basically like he's like i'm I'm gonna kill these 10 doctors or your girlfriend what's it gonna be and you're like well i'm i'm evil villain anyways i don't give a fuck about the doctors i'm gonna save my girlfriend and then he still kills your girlfriend because he's like no you chose wrong yeah um but that's not the twist the twist is that the villain is you from the future and oh. yeah. yeah so he comes Crazy. back he comes back like you you were from the future and you go back in time to be like if you don't save the doctors like even if you're a villain the whole game he's basically like this is what you become is this what you want to be and like if you save the doctors even if you were evil the whole game he's like i am you i've done this to change this outcome so that i you don't become me and it's just like oh a little spicy time travel little time paradox yes please i'll have Poor one girlfriend I'll have like one. imagine <laughs> that in real life though like what a dick like i was sitting here being like obviously the like i get that it's like 10 doctors but like it's it's your fucking girlfriend yeah. like 
I'm sorry. You want my, like, me to just abandon my partner over 10 people I don't know? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's... To, that, to clarify, just, just to clarify really quickly, like, because you are, like, an evil villain, like, you make a bunch of evil choices the entire game. It's very much like she doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> like yeah, she breaks yeah. up with she's, you very early on. So it's end. not it's, it's not your girlfriend. It's like you're on so and off. It's your ex girlfriend at this point. Yeah, she she hates her guts because you went around the city killing a bunch of innocent people. Well, that's different, guys. That's not your I, girlfriend. I mean, poor girl. Now she also had to deal with your fucking story ass the entire game, and then she's the she's the only thing that's preventing from humanity falling apart is her death. That sucks. She had a bad time she did have i feel time. bad for her it's not yeah did not she great. have a name or was she I just mean, I'm like sure she did. girlfriend number one <laughs> i'm sure she had a name do i remember it <laughs> not even a little oh, bit so what you're telling me te- you're telling me like you not only have to kill this girl but she's so unsubstantial that you don't even i'm upset so, this is a bad game so as soon as i looked it up as soon as i looked it up i was like oh this all makes sense um, her name is Trish. Trish yeah. Daly. You play as Cole McGrath. Uh, and the worst part about it is that okay. she was a nurse. So, like, she oh, probably could have done some stuff also to help out with Are the doctor. Are you joking? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she I feel murdered. like that's that's lazy writing, to be honest. Like, from an... I'm sure it's a great game. I'm not trying to shit on the game. Just, like, it's, like... That's such a, like, weird choice. I feel like they could have made that more interesting in a way yeah. i don't know it's also cliche to have like the one like the one so so like character killed off yeah. but i don't know if it helps but if you choose if you make the right choice um your superpowers are uh i, I okay i'm just i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna correct myself really quickly it was six doctors it wasn't even ten <laughs> <laughs> six doctors <laughs> We didn't uh, even I just, I just, I just want we didn't make like just the <laughs> implication of the action. Like, imagine like going up to your girlfriend and being like, "Yeah, you're worth five doctors for sure." But six, six is it's I tricky. Like, I don't know. it's pushing it. Like, I might, I might become an evil mastermind if I if I kill the six doctors instead of you, who I know and love and cherish. But it doesn't sound like you know and love and cherish this girl in the game anyway. So, <laughs> so the uh, the other thing is, um, uh, this might be lazy, right? I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not. Uh, oh, but God. his superpowers are uh, electricity. So if you like, if you um, choose the good ending and kill her and save the six doctors, yeah. he brings her back to life momentarily with his electrocution powers. Uh, okay. And she says that he's proud. He made the right choice, and he's proud of the good right. person that he has become. And then she dies. All right. So he's, All she's, right. she was like, "I, <laughs> I, I would have chosen to kill me also." I <laughs> how noble. Yeah, I'm sure that 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 makes up for it. I I will say I don't want to. I don't like harping on games I haven't played. So I'm yeah. I'm very much. I mean, take my feedback here with a grain of salt because. I very much haven't played Infamous. Uh, it was just never, never one I I got drawn to. So um, maybe that's good. Maybe I would have hated it uh, based off of that. But maybe 
actually going through the story is a little bit different. Just the way you the ending nope. sounds is just like, <laughs> okay, cool. My girlfriend's not worth. My girlfriend is not worth the weight of six doctors. Like, it's just, it, it sounds a little ridiculous. With, without the context, it really does sound ridiculous. But, like, <laughs> picture, like, a supervillain and, like, he has literally wreaked havoc on an entire city. And then it's mm-hmm. like, listen, you got to sacrifice something for the greater good. And he does. And it's like, no, you made the, like, it's the character arc. Yeah, it's is, just, like, I feel like a more interesting choice is yeah. sacrificing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then if you sacrifice like That would have yourself... been more interesting because it's also the ultimate evil option, right? Like, it's like, would I sacrifice myself, who is clearly on this path, um, to, you know, this evil, um, like, mastermind? Or would I, would I choose to help humanity? I don't know. I feel like I'm not getting the full context yeah. from your It sounds your like summary. you should have worked for Sucker Punch Productions back in May 2009. <laughs> I was still in high school in May 2009, <laughs> so that would have been an impressive feat. It would, but... have been, it would have been some quality writing, though, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah hopefully. All right, well, well, you want to know what else I was doing in May 2009? What? Um, I was playing another game that has a great twist ending. Whoa! <laughs> uh, in 2009, Marissa? <laughs> yeah. What um, a quinky dink. Um, and I, I really only played this game in 2000. I can guarantee you... Well, I mean, I wouldn't put, like, my life on it or my girlfriend's <laughs> life on it. What about the life of six but... doctors? Would you put the life of six doctors I on I don't it? know about that one. That one's a weightier <laughs> choice, apparently, than my girlfriend. Um, I, uh, I, I would imagine I was probably playing this at some point in 2009, even though the game came out in 2000 um, and, and seven. Uh, actually, I can guarantee I thought you I was were... playing it in 2009. <laughs> I, I I I misread it on um online here. I, I it production began in 2001. Oh, okay. Um, but it came out in in 2007. Um, for oh, I'm messing up all sorts of dates. You threw me off with this doctor girlfriend thing. <laughs> 2005, guys. 2005, it came out. All right. After that mess, can you guess what game I'm talking about? Is it? Is it Jade Empire? It is Jade Empire, and I feel like I want everyone to know that you cheated because I did tell you I was going to talk about it before. I do know all the games you're going to talk about, but I don't know if you would rather play Jade Empire or save six doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that one I'd probably have to go with the save six doctors. Ah, come on. Jade Empire is a pretty good game. You've never played it. Yeah, I've, I've never saved six doctors either. So <laughs> well, that's another thing I can add to my list. Um, yeah, so Jade Empire has a great twist ending. Um, it actually very similar to Bioshock happens, kind of like where you think you're going into like some sort of final boss battle, and turns out you're not really. In in this case, uh, it's actually more of a you complete what you think is the final boss battle. And then, surprise, you're not done. You're not done the game. Uh, so Jade Empire is the story of um, a character. They're called the Spirit Monk. Uh, basically, uh, they're, you kind of um, learn that they, have, they were abandoned when they were very young and they were saved by their master or Master Lee, as he's referred to throughout the, the game, um, from the destruction of your, your city, um, which was Dirge. And you basically realize that 
Um, basically, throughout the you know opening, you're just kind of like you're going through training to become, um, you know, and like a basically like a a fighting assassin kind of thing. And as you complete your training, uh, the town that you've grown up in ever since you were a baby, uh, and saved from your original um town is uh under attack, and you go to help defend the the city, and everything's good there. But when you get back. Um, it turns out that Death Hands and Grand Inquisitor Gia has, uh, destroyed two rivers and they have captured your master. Um, and so the entire game is you going to look for your master, Master Lee, and you're traveling through, um, various cities and that sort of thing. Um, you meet, um, who the only, um, option as a good romanceful character, Sky, who I'm still in love with um from you know 2005 apparently uh you go through the whole game you basically build up this whole um group of companions to help you attack um the emperor who you have found out is holding your master hostage and you then kill the emperor and your master is there and he's like, I'm so proud of you, um, you know, all this stuff. And throughout the entire game, as you're fighting people, they're like, you fight with this, like, weird flaw where it feels like I could, like, attack you and, like, take you out, but then that I can't. Like, it's, it's this weird flaw in the way that you fight. And it, it's just really odd. And everyone keeps pointing it out. To the point that you can actually, like, question some people about it and be like, should I be worried about this? Like, people keep mentioning it and they're like, not really. It just seems like you're really well trained. It, like, almost, like, dupes people into attacking you in a way that will never work because you're too fast and all, all this stuff because you're, like, this great fighter. Um, and then, so you, you rescue your master. You're like, cool, the game's over. Like, I completed my mission. It's done. It's fine. And then your master is like, I'm so proud of you. I see you've like, you've remembered everything that you've learned, even the flaws. And you're like, okay, that was a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. Like kind of ruined the moment, dude. And then <laughs> you look at him and he hits you a couple times and you fucking die. Oh. Do you... And and <laughs> you you die do you, you legit die do you like die and, so, and then it's like game over or like you're just dying and you're just like they're like so that was unfortunate so, so um the first time i played it i remember getting to this part i remember this so vividly like i remember being in my basement my mom was in the next room like on her sewing machine and i'm sitting there and i was like no, but I remember looking at the screen and being like, what just happened? Because, like, I was having a great time. <laughs> and and now, my like, my character died. Like, what, what happened? And then, because it was, like, on the original Xbox, it takes forever for the freaking loading screen to even pop up. And then the loading screen pops up and it's like, sometimes death isn't the end. And I was like, okay, good. Because you like, I was legitimately scared that that was just the end of the game. Like so I just like, got there and then I died. And then it was like, oh shit, you should have made some different choices. Like, I don't know. Like I was so confused. So what ends up happening is you basically, 
um you uh you enter like this afterlife and you basically have to fight your way through back to um the living world and you're guided through that process by various spirits and then then you come back to life and that's that and then you actually go to the palace you have an actual boss battle like the final boss battle with your master which is also like i think i've mentioned this before uh he gives you an out that you can actually take in the game which is really funny because he's like you should surrender because you'll never defeat me and you can be like yeah okay and then he's like what i didn't didn't, (laughs) that worked i didn't think that worked it's like the wheatley like yeah i didn't really expect you to like come back and kill yourself kind of thing um but yeah, and then it's the actual end of the game. And I remember that was probably the first game. Like, I guess Bioshock was like, got me in a different way. Like, I think yeah. it got me in a deeper way. But I remember sitting there and being like, wait, did that like, is this possible? Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what do you? I just died. Like, my character just died. Like, I watched them die. Like, what the fuck just happened? But I mean, it's just like it was question all, all sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I love Jade Empire. You guys know that. So, yeah. well, there's uh there's one more twist ending that I want to talk about, and it, it's, um, it, it's like kind of a twist. It's not like as much of a twist as the other ones we mentioned, but I, I definitely think it deserves uh, uh some recognition. Um, so there was right. a game that came out uh, a little while ago, 2017. Um, it was called Little Nightmares, uh, and basically. The plot of the game is you play as a nine-year-old girl uh, in a little raincoat, and it's, like, super cute. Definitely a wholesome game that you should play, even though it's called Little Nightmares. Um, you play as... <laughs> are you, like... Are you joking? I'm, no, no. It's a horror game. It's, like, a horror... It's, like, okay, really... Because I actually had this question, and I think I've asked you it before, but mm. I, like... Like legit like i didn't know because it, it's like little nightmares so i don't know if it's like a cute way of yeah. exploring like darker topics or something or if it's actually like no 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 you're gonna so, cry yourself asleep. so i don't think it, it like it, it has like a cute um like dr- like it's like drawn almost like it's not like it's not like super graphic or anything like that um there's some parts that are like scary like the final boss is definitely scary but uh i, I wouldn't say it's like there's not a lot of jump scares to it um, but you play as a nine-year-old girl. She wakes up in the middle of the night um, and she's hungry. So you, the whole point, like the whole way that they marketed this game was just like, you, you're going for a midnight snack. Like, can you, can you get your midnight snack? Cause you're hungry in the middle of the night. And then like, once you leave your room, there's just like monsters and like um, weird creatures that are just living on this. You're on a boat. Um, and you're basically just trying to get out of like this, un- like it's all iron and like steampunky and like the whole time it's just like super eerie. Um, but basically the twist was like at the end, the final boss um, is this, this lady who is super, super, super creepy. Um, but basically like you're, so you spend the entire time on this boat just trying to get like to, to get a snack. Um, and then you basically, after you beat the boss, you bite into her neck and like you, you murder her, like snap her neck and then just like start ripping into her flesh as like this little nine year old girl. And you're, you're just a cannibal. And it's like, oh, the, the hunger was for blood. Oh, <laughs> like it was very much a, wow. like it was like the entire game. You're like kind of cute. And like, you find some bread, like you eat it. 
And, like, you can hear your tummy grumbling the whole time. And then you just murder somebody and rip out their throat. And it was like, oh. Nice. (laughs) I... So I should not play the game, is what I heard. It's definitely not a Marissa game, but it's definitely a really, like, it's super short if you have some time to kill uh, anybody else that's not Marissa. And apparently, (laughs) you know, like, people to rip throats out of. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like a, it's like a cute little cartoon, so you can't really see anything. She's just like, yeah, and then. Cute little cartoon throat rip out, it's all Yeah, and then she takes the lady, like, powers, then she has, like, this dark aura around her, and there's the little nine-year-old. Like, just lives her best life. So, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I was I was generally like, if I get past this lady, I can get to the kitchen and, like, maybe get some cake, but, you know. Maybe get some cake, <laughs> but turns out. Turns out it was just blood. It was the, the lives right. of the well, innocent. Um, I have, I have one more that you yeah. reminded me of, actually, with the terror that was <laughs> little that nightmares. description. Just a little nightmare. Uh, so I, you're probably not going to believe this, but I played uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, the horror game. The horror game. <laughs> <laughs> so like technically it is a horror game. I actually um, have forgotten a lot about this game. So I was looking it up a little bit before like we started this podcast. Thriller. And it's much more horrifying than I remember. Um. And it might be mainly because I I didn't actually ever get to the final ending of the game. But Doki Doki Literature Club, I played because I feel like I have to explain why I played it. Because it, it's, it's, it's what it's one. presented. It's, what it's presented as is not a game that I should want to play either. And also what it turned out to be is not a game I would normally play either. So it feels a little weird that it's actually a game I've played. But uh, I will give one more shout out to my friend Megan, who is the inspiration behind me playing a lot of games. And she had played this game. She thought it was really interesting. And she she thought I would like the complexity of the way that the story was told. And she was right. I didn't love the horror part of it, but I did love what they did with this game. So Doki Doki Literature Club is presented as a dating simulator, and it seems to be really lighthearted. It's very, like, very fluffy at the start. It's got, like, a cute little opening. I think there's, like, a little, like, there's, like, this, like, cute little song that plays. Like, everything's in, like, pastels. And, like, it seems really like very innocent well innocent in a way and but it's actually a horror game so essentially you start as a character who's in a he joins a school's literature club um basically in an attempt to woo one of the four female members and throughout uh, your experience in the game uh, you interact with various uh, girls in the club, and eventually you kind of are you're able to kiss certain characters and stuff like that. And 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 there's always one that like is really cold to you, and her name's Monica, and like she's she's a little bit like off off putting, um, like she doesn't let you get too close to her, and so whatever. And then you kind of play through, but essentially things start to like it's just a little bit off like anytime you talk to certain characters they're just a little bit 
weird. They're just a little bit like they're saying things that are just just a little bit creepy, but like not really because, you know, they're being all cute and like all that stuff. Just slightly off-putting. Yeah, it's just like slightly unsettling the entire time, especially because like I wasn't and I know a lot of people when it first came out, I think they actually like it wasn't well known that it was a horror game. Like they kind of tried to very much marketed it as a like dating simulator. Yeah. So a lot of people who were playing it were playing it for that aspect, right? Like these like, you know, hot female characters and like kind of getting to flirt with them. And then. So they, I don't think it would have been that noticeable, but I, I knew it was a horror game. So like I started to pick up on it. Anyway, so basically you get to the end of what you think the game is and how it ends is you, um, Monica, one of the, um, characters shows you a poem written by Sayori, um, and it's talking about something getting, get out of her head, like get out of my head, like something about getting out of my head. And you basically realize that something bad is, is happening and you rush to her house and you see that she has hanged herself. And then the game ends. Just ends. And it sends you back to the main menu. All your previous save files are corrupted. Like they're not there. Um, and then you're like, okay, so you start the game again. and. Sayori is not in the game. So basically you keep playing through it and just basically like there's people keep disappearing from the game. um, And then you find out that Monica is sentient and self-aware and she has the ability to manipulate the game's code. um, Because she was never a romance option. She used her ability to um, affect the people in the club to make them unlikable. Yeah. And then she basically says that she loves you. Um, but like not the protagonist of the game. She loves the player. Like it's it's farther than it's it's very much like. Oh, yeah. No, it- it like fully breaks the fourth wall. I'm pretty sure it would actually use the name that you would put into your Steam account uh instead of like your character's name. And so you're just like, "Oh, okay." Like, "Fuck, all right. Like this is creepy." Like it it gets really fucking creepy. Um you can there's a couple ways to end the game. Uh, you basically have to go into the game files, though, and change things. And, like, that is, like, a whole part of the game. You can also get an early ending of the game if you delete Monica's files from the game directory before starting one. Um, you still get the ending where Sayori has hanged herself. And it's, like, really dark. And, like, it's just, like, such a weird game. But the fact that they, like literally break the fourth wall they try to manipulate all this like emotion and stuff i i actually really liked it i didn't really like the creepy parts about it and i'm remembering more of them as i'm like recounting it that yeah there was actually like quite a few like it, parts. It, it was a pretty big horror game i was gonna say like it very much is a horror game but just like the fact that like as one of the game mechanics you just like go into the code and like delete certain files 
to like change the way the game plays like i think that's just, just an amazing like i've never heard of this before like this is the only game that i that i know of that like really like pushes the limits and i just i think it's really cool yeah and like there were parts where it just kind of like um after you restart the second time which is about as far as i got i actually never got to the like full end i looked it up on youtube but uh the text becomes like it'll like glitch out like there's something wrong with the game file yeah it's it's really interesting um i know it was quite controversial because of how it was presented and like how it was like basically like what it actually was there there was a disconnect between that and so that's always like a risky move which i i kind of love that they took to be honest i'm sure the people who we're playing it as a dating sim. Did not love that part of it, though. I think it's tricky, though, because, like, horror games are definitely something that, like, a lot of people do not want anything to do with. So if you're getting tricked into, like, playing a horror game, that's kind of, like, not a great feeling. Yeah, I don't love that part of it. Like, assuming that you're somebody who is okay with playing a horror game, if I had, like, stumbled upon this game, like, if it had been presented as, like, a choice-based game, that was just like, you know, not scary. Um, I would have been pretty upset about it too. I do also feel like that's something, and maybe I'm just um, like, as somebody who doesn't like to play horror games, like I do find that you are likely to stumble across random games that are horror horror games, and they aren't advertised as as stuff. Like, they aren't advertised like that, and so it is actually really shocking once you get into the game. Mm -hmm. uh, there's almost always at least one mission or scene or something that's a little bit creepy and a little bit on edge, and, like, you just have to kind of deal with it. Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want this to become a norm, but I, I do think it's interesting. It's a very, it's a very it. interesting... Uh like like gaming tactic and like the way that like the, everything about this game is just like very 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 interesting how they they really do push boundaries yeah, yeah it was sure. a super interesting concept of like of like breaking the fourth wall having to go in and like delete the game like the character files and like that kind of stuff and like the it was a huge quest if it, you you didn't know what it was going into it mm -hmm. uh yeah no so definitely belongs in the list of best uh, twist endings for sure. All right. So with that, I do actually want to talk about uh, what games we are currently playing. So, uh, so I am currently playing another game that is kind of some people call it a horror game. Uh, I I personally wouldn't. Uh, I'm playing Celeste, which is a game made by the same people that make Towerfall Ascension. Matt makes games. Uh, not this Matt, different Matt. Um, <laughs> uh, you basically play as a girl, uh, Madeline, who is trying to climb Celeste Mountain. Um, and it's very interesting because it deals with a lot of uh, mental health issues. Um, people like there's horror elements to it, but um, it's all pixelated, so it's not like super scary. But while you're climbing up this mountain, you face your inner demon. Your inner demon actually manifests, and you have to like physically face a demon um, that looks like you. Uh, it's super cool though. Like the game mechanics are the same as Towerfall Ascension, and like I absolutely love that game. Um, so definitely, right. uh, if it's very challenging, like very uh, 
um like i've died in one level i died like 300 times like more than 300 times um but they're like short quick levels and and i genuinely love the challenge uh, and it, it's a even though it's pixelated it's a very beautiful game um so i'm just trying to climb up celeste mountain very cool very cool um i am um i don't know i'm playing a, a few games like I, I don't really have one i'm like like concentrated on right now I, I guess the one i'm playing probably the most of would be like f1 uh i do need to and you have a, have a lot of room for improvement uh and would like to finish a race in it somewhere above like eighth would be nice so Putting a lot of practice just, in an F1 just right now. Hanging out in the bottom of the pack, trying to oh, yeah. make your way up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh I have not started this game, but I am I I did buy Red Dead Redemption. Wow. So I will be starting that at some point, which I'm very excited about. Otherwise, I've pretty much just been playing the regular rotation of you know, Call of Duty. I loaded up Sims the other day, uh, so that was a thing. But mo- mostly just Call of Duty Cold War, and then yeah, I guess Red Dead is on the docket. And uh, interestingly enough, my boss actually really wants to play Apex Legends with me, so I might give that a go as well. Uh, so Marissa, uh, now that you brought up Red Dead Redemption, I have to ask. Yeah. Are you going to take your horse to the Old Town Road? All right, and that is it for today's podcast. Um, yeah, I, yeah, of course. All right, I think that that's a great place to end it actually today. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, if you want more Crown Heathens content, make sure you're following us, especially on Twitch, but also on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at Crown Heathens on all of those. Otherwise, I can't thank you enough for joining us today and putting up with our nonsense for yet another week. Uh, We really, really appreciate you, and we will catch you in the next one. Thanks, everyone. What a quinky dink.